Blog Talk Radio. For knowledge in the information age, high frequency radio network.
like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, Soul L, and it is my pleasure This is the foundation And we are high frequency Absolute pleasure But we understand incorrect information Incorrectly applied can get you hurt Correct information Incorrectly applied can get you hurt so we're always looking to correctly apply that correct information. <laughs> I want to start off by saying all thanks, praises, and honors due to the Creator and the ancestors. 
I want to also say as always Peace, shout out, salute To the big brother Uncle Yusuf L High Frequency Radio Network Creator Private Side Solutions SBC University Airbnb Elite My man is Grind King over here You know and it's, it's a pleasure to be on the team I would like to welcome you to check out Welcome to TheFoundation.com just, just how it sounds Sign up for the email list We're running an email promotion For email subscribers only So we just It's a four week joint And we're in the second week So If you're not already subscribed to the email list It's right there On the main page Put your email in there. You'll get a uh, a message saying that you got to confirm. That's not the truth. I just didn't recode it. You ain't got to confirm nothing. But yeah, sign up for that email list. Also, check out the PDF section. It's free information. Just grab it, download it, bounce. As well as you can find the Instagram. The Facebook, the Twitter page, if you're into that, you know, social media dance. Education tab, Passport No Social Part 1, Passport No Social Part 2. You can find the Foundation Trust series, which is over 18 documents handpicked by yours truly, just for those starting out, just getting into trust. What is trust? What happened? What's the difference between a public trust and a private trust? We're going to go over all these things. On the show, but that's in the trust primer. Give you a nice little primer in that. Also, we got the foundation trust series part one, part two, part three. People saying I don't see part three. You got to click. There's a button that says show more or show all or something, and then you can see you can see part three on there. So the, the whole trust series is done. It's finished. It's on. Welcome to the foundation.com. And you know, there it is. You can also book a consultation. You can make a donation off in the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. Appreciate y'all, you know. Definitely. I want to say peace to all the trustees and private trustee training. You know, salute. We're doing a new session right now. I want to say peace to all the listeners, which is the live listeners, internet listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners, live callers, live internet listeners. All the listeners, however you listening, I want to say peace to you as well as peace to all those investing in their private education and anyone who has done business with us in the private, sent an email, well wishes, current event, peace to everybody, do it every show, just gotta, you know, gotta do the shout outs, remember when I was younger, you know, you grab the, you grab the records, you grab the album and stuff. And a lot of those cats will have a whole record, just a whole one song, just full of shout-outs to all they people, all they brethren, just on the album. You know, you don't really, you don't really hear that, but you know, I'm gonna keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it punchy with the shout-outs. All right, let's jump into the show. What we got? What we got? We got private trust versus public trust. You know, I may have gone over it before, probably. Maybe even a couple times, but let's jump back into it. I feel like every time I go over something, you know, maybe I say something different. Uh, maybe people catch something different. 
And, you know, I guess the more that you teach, the more you learn. So we're going to jump into that. You know, what's what's the difference? We're we'll going to go into some comparisons, some contrasts, contrast between private trust and public trust. What was was really good? I'm going to tell you. But first, we're going to jump in these current events. You know the deal. You already know. You thought I forgot. I didn't forget. Current events, that's that stuff. We got to keep it, you know, hey. Hey. So, that being said, let's jump into these current events, bitch. Jump into these current events. That was kind of loud, wasn't it? My bad. CNN Business Black Friday is different this year, but all is not lost for retailers. Are y'all a part of these customers? Check out what they talk about in the CNN Business. It's no secret that this Black Friday looks different from the ones that have come before it. The pandemic has cast a pale pall. I've never even seen that word. Over retails, big day leading shoppers to swap crowds for internet sales. Nearly 51% of shoppers feel anxious about shopping in-store during the holidays. I don't blame you. And 64% of their budget is expected to be spent online, according to a survey from Deloitte published last month. But experts say these changes are not a one-off and could usher in a more permanent transition. I want to get to the numbers. Despite the... The pandemic, the National Retail Foundation has forecast that holiday sales during November and December will increase between 3.6% and 5.2% over last year, totaling between 755.3 billion and 766.7 billion dollars, man. Consumers have shown that they are excited about the holidays and are willing to spend on gifts that lift the spirits of family and friends after such a challenging year. We expect a strong finish to the holiday season and will continue to work with municipal and state officials to keep retailers open and the economy moving forward at this critical time. This is NRF President Matthew Shea. Y'all, y'all gonna... It's part of them billions going to be some of your bread, some of your fiat cash, some of your notes. I don't know. Reuters.com, Fed sees little to no growth in much of U.S. as stress mounts. Man, it's going to be an increase in Black Friday sales, but man, Federal Reserve officials saw, quote, little or no growth, end quote, in four of the 12 regional districts and only modest growth in others in recent weeks as a rapidly spreading health crisis and ongoing recession continued to devastate some U.S. businesses and families, even as many others thrive. Are you thriving? In the United States, Central Bank's latest beige book compendium of anecdotes from businesses across the country, Fed officials seem to signal that the winter slowdown they feared would follow a new outbreak is taking root. Earlier today, Fed Chair Jerome Powell repeated his plea for Congress to provide more aid to, quote, get us through the winter, end quote, and support businesses and households until a vaccine allows for broader resumption of commerce. Initial inoculations may begin in the United States this month. You down with those inoculations? You get an inoculation, man? 
I ain't getting on all that. I'm, I'm cool. Members of Congress and Trump administration have resumed discussions over a possible aid package, but with no guarantee that the long-standing impasse will be broken during President Donald Trump's final weeks in office. Meanwhile, the pandemic is spreading at a rate of a million new cases a week, fam, and around 1,500 deaths a day. But we're going to see growth. People are still going to be spending money during the during the holidays, right? Billions, 700 and what? 60 what? I don't even remember. Reuters.com, U.S. private payrolls miss expectations as COVID-19 infections spread. So the private payrolls missed expectations, but we about to see billions of dollars spent during the holiday season. Is that right? U.S. private payrolls increased less than expected in November as soaring new cases and infections led to a wave of business restrictions adding to signs of slowing economic activity as a turbulent year winds down. The slowdown in private hiring in the ADP National Employment Report today puts pressure on Congress to agree to additional physical physical, (laughs) fiscal stimulus to aid the recovery from the worst recession since the Great Depression. Okay, so this is the worst recession since the Great Depression. Do you hear anything? Anybody see anything? Just hear anything wrong with that? If the Great Depression was a depression and we're in a recession, yo, fam, let's get together. Republicans and Democrats in Congress remained unable to reach an agreement on a fresh relief package today with top Republicans supporting what the Senate's top Democrats dismissed as an inadequate partisan proposal. Man, it's not looking good. Not looking good. CNN Business Top Shop owner Arcadia files for bankruptcy. UK realtor Arcadia is seeking protection from creditors as it scrambles to save 13,000 jizzobs. And brands such as Top Shop after clothing sales collapsed during the pandemic. It's not just in the US. It's not. Reuters.com Cohen's Solomon sees gains in biotech. Great, that's wonderful. Gains in biotech? Helped by easier access to cash. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, there you go. U.S. regulations enacted after the financial crisis helped biotechnology companies raise the funds they needed to fight the pandemic and will pave the way for further growth in the sector next year. Chief Executive Officer of Investment Bank Cohen Incorporated said. That's dope. That's good, right? Reuters.com dollar wallows near... Two and a half year low. The dollar licked wounds. Man, who's writing this stuff? Near two and a half year low against a basket of major currencies as investors wagered that more economic stimulus from Washington and the expected start of vaccinations would support riskier assets. Word? Now, well, I wager too. It's all a, it's all a casino. Y'all know that, right? Stock market is because you know CNBC dollar falls to fresh two and a half year low on U.S. stimulus bets, bets, hopes and dreams and sprinkles and glitter. CNBC there's a proposal to pay Social Security benefits at a flat rate. Here's how it works. Here we go. Here we go, y'all. Any any of y'all getting Social Security? You're looking to get Social Security? They've been talking about defunding Social Security. Okay, giving everyone who's eligible to 
Social Security, the exact same check every month, regardless of how much they made throughout their working career, would be a pretty big departure from the way things work. The average retired worker receives about $1,500 a month from Social Security, and the maximum benefit for someone at full retirement age is $3,000. Benefits are based on your income, the year you were born, and the age you decide to start taking money out. This means higher income workers receive more in benefits than lower income workers. However, those higher income earners do receive less proportionally because of the way the benefit formula works. Therefore, workers with lower lifetime income generally receive higher replacement rates from Social Security. How universal Social Security will work. Uh Uh-oh, here it comes, universal. Experts argue that leveling out benefits would ultimately provide more for people who live below the poverty line. But a change like this wouldn't happen overnight, quote, there are proposals that call for reducing the growth rate of benefits more for higher income workers relative to lower income workers. This is Gopi Shah, Senior Fellow and Deputy Director of the Stanford Institute for Economic Policy Research. In theory, over time, those who are middle and upper income would gradually see their benefits reduced. And after a few decades, you would get to a point where you have the same benefit for everybody. I'm going to repeat that. In theory, over time, those who are middle, which is most of us, middle class, and upper income would gradually see their benefits reduced. And after a few decades, you would get to a point where you have the same benefits for every. It doesn't matter how much you made. Doesn't matter how what what education you had. Doesn't matter what you, what how much you contributed to society to society. You don't get the same. So we're going to level out the incentives. And this is uh, what I would consider socialist and socialism. Socialism, in my opinion, and I'm not going to get political, y'all. I'm not going to get political. But socialist policies. Let me just say that. Socialist policies whittle away at the will for those who can do more to do more. Because why should I do more than fam over here? Because we all going to get the same money anyways. And that is not the type of mentality that you want to take root in the minds of the people in your society, yo. It's not that's that's how y'all move around, go down. You need to allow people who um, contribute more to receive more because that greater contribution benefits us all as a whole. And of course, there's ways that it can be taken advantage of. But overall, like imagine if if Bill Gates wasn't incentivized to do windows it was like ah, I'm not going to get a bunch of bread so what's the difference I'm not going to work hard and bring forth some operating system I'm not going to get paid what we might be using who knows what we'll be using right now we can't even I can't even imagine what it would be like but this right here they're going to start with social security benefits it, it really is and this is how societies break down because the the older generation is is 
in this type of scenario loses their status and benefits because they lose their numbers to the to the younger generation that is uh taught these types of principles like everybody deserves their fair share if you participate you deserve a ribbon a participation award like yo this is getting deep and it's cool like you know for the parents whose children you know can't run and they're in a race and you know they don't want to make their children feel left out overall but man what does that add to but yo social security benefits i'm gonna read it one more time in theory over time those who are middle and upper income would gradually see their benefits reduced and after a few decades you would get to a point where you have the same benefit for everybody how you doing um u.s stocks u.s stocks set another record by the way while while your benefits are being reduced uh, CNN Business, the company that literally started Silicon Valley, is moving to Texas. You know the company? HP. Hewlett Packard. Hewlett Packard traces its origins back to 1938. The day when Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard rented a garage in Palo Alto, California, 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 now HP Enterprises, a descendant of the pioneering company, is moving to Texas. The company announced its move Tuesday. Houston is currently Hewlett Packard Enterprises' largest U.S. employment hub, and the company is constructing a new campus in the city. Hewlett Packard will also consolidate a number of its Bay Area sites to its San Jose campus. The move will not result in any layoffs. HP's move to Texas is hardly a new concept in the tech world. It's the largest, but just the latest tech company to make the trip south. Sign Easy, Question Pro, and DZS, formerly known as Design Zone Solution, also moved to California from California to Texas. Tesla CEO Elon Musk threatened in May to move the company's headquarters to from Fremont, California, which is just across the bay from Palo Alto to Texas or Nevada because of his displeasure with California's stay-at-home orders. While he did not follow through with that, the company did announce in July that it would build its new auto plant in a suburb of Austin. It also comes during the pandemic, a time when companies across all industries are rethinking office space and location and shifting toward work-from-home culture. Dell's headquarters in Round Rock, Texas, near Austin, and many other tech companies are considering moving to Texas for tax reasons. In fact, a patch of Austin has been nicknamed Silicon Hills because of its cluster of tech companies in the metro Austin area. So this is a trend, and, and, you know, it's not just commercial. You're going to see more of this. You're going to see more of companies leaving California. You're also going to see, if you're looking, continue to see more people leaving California. I had a map. I don't have it with me. I, I don't have it in front of me. But it was, it was showing me a lot of people are moving to Texas. A lot of people are moving to Arizona. A lot of people are moving to Colorado. Uh, what was the other one? There was another state. Anyways, there's like five main states that the Californians or ex-Californians are moving to. And Texas is a big one. Big state. Because, you know, parts of Texas have a coast, coastline. And, you know, it's relatively the same temperature climate. Relatively, depending on where you are. So mass exodus is what's going on with this, you know, with, with California and New York. New York is one, another one, another big 
big state that's just, just hemorrhaging people, hemorrhaging residents. Reuters.com, U.S. bans cotton imports from China. Producer XPCC citing Xinjiang's slave labor. And I think you're going to see more of this, you know, more and more um, of this. You know, this is just another extension of the, the ongoing trade war that's been happening, you know what I mean? But, you know, as it continues... Uh, I think uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get political. I'm just gonna say you know just watch 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 Iran in the news, watch China in the news, watch Russia in the news, and then pay attention to proxies like proxy wars. And a proxy war is is like uh, like if I have a problem with you, instead of me going directly to you, I go get my little brother to beat up your little brother. <laughs> and then you know I meet you on the street like how's your little brother? <laughs> That's kind of like a proxy war. It's not us fighting each other, but, you know, we instigating wars between our allies, basically. So there's a lot of that stuff going on, too. So pay attention to Russia, China, Iran, Syria, of course, and, you know, these these different proxy wars. But, you know, as far as this ban goes, I feel like you're going to see a lot more of this stuff. Uh, CNBC Gold rises on stimulus bets and the subdued dollar. And typically in these markets, you're going to see the dollar move inversely to gold. So if the dollar is gaining value, usually gold is losing value or nominal value because it's measured or valued in dollars. So go figure. But, you know, gold firmed near in over one week high today as prospects of the relief package reinforced its appeal as a hedge against likely inflation and sent the dollar to a multi-year High. Look, so when they kick off this another stimulus, because it's gonna come, I'm just gonna let y'all know. And I'm, you know, I'm not giving legal advice. I'm not giving trading advice. I don't give investing advice. I don't give advice. I don't. But here's what I'm gonna say. There's gonna be another round of stimulus. There is. I guarantee it. Y'all gonna get some bread. Well. The entity that you administer, known, administer known as the you know U.S. citizen uh, individual entity, is going to get some bread. <laughs> the company's going to get bread. There's going to be more bread going around. There's going to be more bread. I'm going to tell you. Lots of more money. Currency. Fiat. Notes. Whatever you want to call it. A lot. So, which is going to increase the money supply. Which is going <laughs> to... It's going to inflate the stock market. So watch when they do the stimulus, watch within a week or so, you're going to see the stock market start hitting new highs, right? So if you, if you trade stocks, if you buy stocks, whatever, that's what I'm telling you. There's going to be new highs in the stock market when they kick off the stimulus. And then look, I'm saying this now, right? And then it's going to happen and there's going to be people that are just going to be like, oh, you were right. And now that I've been on the air for so long, I get a lot of those people like, oh, I listened to you on that one show and you was absolutely right. I know. I appreciate you. It's not me. It's the creator and the ancestors. But, okay, but what I was saying is, so gold, gold, silver, platinum, palladium, uh, what else we got? Oil, probably real estate, the stock market for sure. And what else am I going to call? I'm just going to call it. Mm. 
I'm just going to say those things. So gold, silver, platinum, palladium, oil, uh, Bitcoin. That's what I was thinking of. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I know a lot of people do the cryptos. I got a little bit. I got a little bit. I had one brother was like, yo, you accept gold and silver or cryptos? And I was like, yeah. And then he just crickets. Just, you know, just missed, missed, just dissipated. <laughs> cool. But yeah, cryptos, Bitcoin, it's all, it's going to go to new highs. Stock market is going to go to new highs. Tesla's going to go to new highs. Uh, gold's going to go to new highs when they, when the stimulus goes through. So what you do with that information is up to you, whether you're sophisticated or not to, you know, scrape off the top what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, y'all see what happened last time when they did the stimulus. What happened? They did the stimulus. What's going on right now? Stock markets are all highs. <laughs> Gold corrected, but then it went right back, man. It's back up to 18 and stuff. People are like, oh, you see, see, go, go, go. like, all right, man. <laughs> and like, people love when you're wrong too. People can't wait till you're wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, remember when you said that one thing that one time? Yeah, you was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, look, the stock market, and I, I don't know specific stocks, you know what I'm saying, that are gonna, but yo, like, like a rocket. This thing, this thing's about to, the melt up's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be insane. So just let it be known. So, I mean, if, you, if you're looking, <clears throat> the reason why I'm saying this, you know, you can, you can take the extra stuff that's in there. But the actual reason why I'm saying this is, man, if you were thinking about getting your hands on some gold and silver, e, it's not going to be cheaper anytime in the future, especially after the stimulus, than it is right now. Last but not least, CNBC, Chinese e-commerce platform, Pin Duo Duo. Wants AI to grow our food. Artificial intelligence. People bought 20 billion, 700 million dollars worth of food products via Pinduoduo. That's a Pinduoduo. <laughs> in 2019, and the company is using tech to help farmers be more productive. Here we go. The firm is running an Artificial intelligence versus human competition to grow strawberries with early results showing the technology produces higher yields. Pinduoduo, I like saying that, Pinduoduo, hopes to convince farmers to buy its tech to improve productivity. And, you know, I have farmers like, man, my job is safe. Okay. Okay. I know one person who grew up on a farm is like, yep, I see it. I agree with you. I'm like, mm-hmm, you smart. You smart, girl. Pinduoduo, the Chinese e-commerce retailer. <laughs> I like saying that. That sells everything from home electronics to farming goods is hoping to shift food production towards smart ways of growing and distributing crops. People bought $136,400,000,000 yuan, which is dollars in American worth of food products via Pinduoduo. <laughs> in 2019, the company works. Oh, I'm gonna stop. The company works directly with farmers via its dual dual farm initiative, which it says helps them become more profitable and sell direct to consumers. Quote: We're giving the farmers a tech toolbox so they can actually take the guesswork out of the planting and reap the benefits of technology. You know. Um, agriculture and working population is expected to decline, end quote. That's why we think smart agriculture with less human involvement is really the way going forward. 
as well as developing analytic systems for agriculture and investing in tech that can detect contaminants in food. It is also running a competition to see whether human teams or artificial intelligence are more efficient at growing strawberries. The company organized a competition with uh, an agri- with the Agricultural University, University pitting traditional farming methods against AI met- models. Early this month, it said in a press release that the AI teams had produced 175% more fruit by weight. Y'all ready for the ro- robots? You about to be eating food that robots made? Is that real meat? Did a robot make your meat? That's it for current events. I'm not trying to freak you out. I'm just trying to be like, yeah. it just for 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 me, it just further informs not only my decision to do these shows and to be an educator, you know, but it also. It requires me to tell people, anyone who will listen, to do what you can right now to reduce your dependency on the public. That includes food. That includes clothes. Start making your own clothes, man. Grab a grab a sewing machine and some thread. Start making your own fashions. You ain't gotta eat just. You ain't gotta wear all your own fashions. Grow your own food, though. I mean, I mean, just some herbs, man. Grow some basil. You eat basil, grow some. You eat peppers, grow some peppers. You can put it in a pot, put it in your house. Grow some peppers. Water it every day. Be nice to it. Talk to it. Breathe on it. Just anything that you can do to reduce, if it's just $5, if you spend $5 less a month because you have a pepper plant in your house, that is what I'm talking about. And that's one way to start. And you can just add on to that. And reduce your dependency of income on the public. Not completely throw it away. Just, yo, I don't get no input. Okay, that's not really realistic. But what I mean is, you know, if you have a job and that's the way it is, cool. Cool. There's no, nothing wrong with having a job. But I think there's something wrong with just having a job and not having a side hustle or a side job or a side business. Even if you do like 10 hours um, a weekend on your side business. I mean, that could be an extra $100, $150 that you're not dependent on from that job. And if you keep adding, if you keep adding, eventually you'll be like, man, eventually you'll be sitting down, right? Probably this is how it happened. This is how it happened to me. You'll be waking up, you'll be getting up, and you'll be going to work. And you'll be trying to think of reasons why you finna go to work. And you're going to run out of reasons. Why? Because you're going to, your, your brain, that, that voice in your mind is going to tell you, but we make, off, we make this much money off the side hustle. So if we just do a little bit more, which we could do if we didn't work this job, we can make more money off the side hustle and not need the job. That's how it usually happens. And then that happens by starting something and just building. Start with a side hustle, just one thing, 10 hours a week, five hours a week or whatever, and build from there. Start with a, a basil plant or a pepper plant and build from there. Just begin to reduce your, get to, get one solar panel. Get, to get, one solar, get one solar panel. Put it in the window. It charges slow. So what? All that charge was free. 
It's the little things. Little things add up. When you do one, one is not that many, but you do one a hundred times, that's a hundred. All that stuff adds up. You understand what I'm trying to say? I hope you all understand what I'm trying to say. Just, you know, let's just work on reducing our dependence. You know? I don't know. But let's just, let's jump into the show. So what we got? We got um, private trust versus public trust. This is where we at. This is what we're doing. Um, And this this is where I'm going to, because I'm going to just be honest. I was talking to someone. You know, privately, who was having a discussion with an accountant, and you know this accountant was was just saying just 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 saying things, and I get it, I get it. So this is how I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna start like this: public trust. I mean, sorry, private trust versus public trust. It don't matter. Public trust versus private trust. Private trust. It don't matter. I'm gonna start off like this. There are over 80 different types of trust. There are. You can go get an American jurisprudence on trust, which is a legal legal in, uh, legal encyclopedia. You know, just think of a le- encyclopedias. Remember encyclopedias in school? Some of, some of the young cats maybe they didn't have like they had a they told you to get on a computer or something. But they had encyclopedias. And these encyclopedias, it was volumes. It was like 24, 40 books. It was a whole bunch of books. And it went by <clears throat> letter. It went alphabetically. And in each one, it would, you know, it had different stuff. So, you know, when we're doing reports, book reports and all this other stuff in school, we had to go to the media center or the library or whatever. It was a library. And then they called the media center because they started adding other types of media. But whatever, go to law library, look in law library. Look, go to the library in school and look at the encyclopedias. It was like, they had like Encyclopedia Britannica. That was a big one. It's like my Pretia Britannica, and that was a big thing. And it had just information on all types of stuff, from birds to, to bats to railroads to, to, to dirt to, to old prehistoric animals. I mean, it just had all – and the same thing with legal encyclopedias. You know, it's a, it's a volume of legal encyclopedias that have information on every legal subject that has been in um, the Supreme Court, all right, and how they, how they write these encyclopedias, every line is a line that's taken from a Supreme Court case. It's, it's very dope. And it's a great way to learn. So what I'm saying, you look in there and it'll, it'll, they'll show you that all, not all, but a bunch of different types of trust. But I can tell you there's over 80. You know, I don't know exactly how many of you are. There's over 80. All right. So when it comes to trust, here's the first thing that we must logically think in our minds right if if let's say you're in private trustee training here in the foundation and you're looking to go walk into this bank and open a bank account for your trust trust bank account right here's what we need to understand before we even get into the car or on the bus or into the uber or the lyft or the taxi or whatever, you got a drone that's flying you around, whatever, before you even move on your journey to enter the bank, we must understand all of these people in the public were educated in the public. You went to a a preschool, most people go to preschool 
or Head Start, and they go to kindergarten, and they go to, you know, K through 12, you know, it's usually kindergarten <clears throat> to sixth grade, and then middle school is seventh and eighth or junior high, and then high school is ninth through 12th. It's different. Sometimes middle school is seventh, eighth, and ninth, and then high school is 10th through, you know, it's different. It's different everywhere, but mostly that's the way it is. And then you go, if you if you choose, you go on to a college, right? And you can go to that college and you can learn how to be a certified public accountant, right? You can learn how to be uh, an attorney. You can learn how to be a tax attorney. You can. Absolutely. And this is what you must know. What you also must know is there are state statutes with regards to public schools. And there are state mandates with regards to the curriculum that are being taught in public schools. From pre-K all the way up to your master's. You are in a school that is in a state and that state has specific statutes and mandates with regards to the curriculum that is being taught. And there is a big difference between someone who is educated solely by state schools, law schools included, and someone who is educated by state schools and educated privately. So now you go, you're going to a state college, and I'm sure there's state imposed curriculum at that state college. Then at that college, you may have um, deanships, professorships, and chairs. And those um, positions, as well as certain curriculums, are in these colleges and universities due to private endowments. The school isn't paying for these deanships, professorships, and chairs, and certain curriculums, you know, uh, African-American studies. You know, these different types of curriculums are there um, due to endowments by private families. Public education is controlled. It's what people in my field call controlled Knowledge. I don't care how many letters you have behind your name. That's controlled knowledge. That's what they want you to know. So when you walk into a bank, when you're going to talk to an attorney, you must understand they were educated in their fear, fear, field by the state curriculum. And because the state schools, most all state schools, accept federal funding as well, there is typically dual mandates that these schools have to deal with with regards to what they teach and what they don't teach. So there's further restrictions placed on state universities, colleges, high schools, junior highs, elementaries, whatever. Not only by the state, but as well by the federal government due to these schools accepting state funds as well as accepting federal funds. Why am I saying this? Because you need to know what you're dealing with. Now, I want to let you know. When it comes to private trust 
and what we, you know, learn here at the foundation with regards to trustee training. This is a system that is not taught in the public. You're not going to go to a school and have someone teach you private trust administration or what a private trust is. Most people in the public don't know what it is. You say trust, they assume that you're talking about a statutory trust or some sort of grantor trust. And I'm going to get into grantor trust and their designation, different designations in a second. You know what I'm saying? But um, they're assuming that it's a trust that they understand. You know, and an attorney is assuming that it's a trust because they don't want to be taught that uh, certain trusts that are uh, crafted according to how they were taught and how the state statutes designates trust to be crafted are the only laws. They haven't been taught. No one has taught them anything otherwise. And nine times out of ten, you walk in to an attorney's office, you walk into a CPA, and you 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 start talking about contract trust. You're talking crazy. You're talking something they've never heard before. And you're not a professional. You're not an attorney. You're not a CPA. So they're going to be very, very dismissive. Off top. So public trust. A public trust is a trust that owes its existence to legislation. Public legislation. These are the type of trust that you're going to get when you have an attorney draw up your, your trust. An attorney has a bar card. An attorney has a duty. His first duty is to the public or to the state. His second duty is to their client. But his first duty is to the state. So you got to understand that most of these state attorneys these state CPAs, they've never even heard about these private, this private stuff. And if they have, it's been from some crazy Yahoo talking craziness. Mixing different law and just really tripping. And they call them sovereign citizens. Or scammers. That's what they're, you know, thinking about. But a private trust is just that. <clears throat> it's private. It's it's a trust that oh does not owe its existence to legislation. You're not going to really find too many people that are familiar with this. And you got to understand the different jurisdictions of the law, right? So you have legislative branch of government, you have the executive branch of government, and you have the judicial branch of government. We all should understand that the legislative, legislative, the legislative branch of government is the branch of government designated by the Constitution to regulate commerce. So anything passed by the legislature would be commercial in nature, would it not? State legislatures and coolies, statutes, that's legislation. So the trust that the state is going to grant or, you know, uh, bless is going to be some type of trust that is more beneficial to the state than it is to the individual. Why not? That's just the way it is. You, I mean, I was going to say you can't get mad about it, but I guess you can, but it, it is the way it is. So what is, what is converse? What's the converse? Conversely, a private trust is a trust that does not owe its existence to state legislation and is outside of state legislation, excuse me, state legislative jurisdiction. 
So you go to a you go to an attorney, a state educated attorney. You go to um, a state educated certified public accountant, and they'll tell you, "Ain't no such thing as that. That don't exist. They don't know what they don't know." You gotta understand. And if you got people and professors and these people teaching you stuff that people in your family didn't teach you. These are the authorities, right? You you have a certain conception about who the authorities are on these types of subjects. You got to understand the true authorities, in my opinion, is the Supreme Court. Supreme being the operative word. Supreme. Higher than anything else. And we go off the Supreme Court. That's why the appeals process is there to find any defect or correct any defect in this in a lower court process. Right? What is the lower court? The state court. The state that taught the state attorneys in the state schools, right? So <clears throat> private trust, also known as contract trust, also known as peer trusts, is a lawful, irrevocable, separate legal entity. According to the Supreme Court in Baker versus Stern, the court said it is established by legal precedent that peer trusts are lawful, valid business organizations. This is the court that you appeal to. You lose your case, you, you appeal, <clears throat> and you state a claim for which relief can be granted. And it, this, is where, this is what they say. In Edwards versus the commissioner, the court said dignity of a contract cannot be set aside because a tax benefit results either by design or accident. A tax benefit results by design or accident. In Weeks versus Sibley, which is a Supreme Court case, the court said a peer trust is not illegal if formed for the express purpose of avoiding taxation. It's not illegal. You may have certain people, certain individuals, and in certain capacities that allege the illegality, that allege the invalidity of your trust, of your private contractual trust. Does that mean that that is true, what they are saying? Oh, because they have a bar card, because they're in a lawyer, because they have a title, because they have a public title? They're going to tell you about your private estate. I think it's 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 absolutely preposterous. <laughs> and yet, you know, we have to relearn what we need to relearn. <clears throat> and I can sit here and pontificate all night and be like, oh, they're lying and they don't know. And they're just trying to know. No, that's what does the, the Supreme Court say? Player. In Silverthorne Lumber Company versus the U.S., the court said the trustees of a trust have all the power necessary to carry out their obligations, which they assume, and their books and records are not subject to review or subpoena. It was also held in Boyd versus the U.S., Silverthorne Lumber Company versus the U.S., Boyd versus the U.S. 
In Crocker versus McCloy, the court said a trust organization consisting of a U.S. constitutional right of contract cannot be abridged. The agreement, when executed, becomes a constitutionally protected organization and not under the laws passed by any of the several legislatures, legislative, executive, judicial. Constitutionally protected organization and is not under the laws passed by any of the several legislatures. You can let these people in the public tell you whatever they want to tell you. Oh, ain't no such thing as that. You can't do that. That don't exist. They don't know what they don't know. And there's people, there's attorneys, you can throw Supreme Court casework at them after they tell you that that don't exist and you can give them these citations and you know what they're going to do. They're going to get mad at you. That's what they're going to do. They're going to get mad at you. They're going to give you an attitude or they're going to stop talking to you. Plain and simple. And be like, oh, according to Silver Thorn Lumber Company, no, no, I have gone many times to the law library. They got LexisNexis. They got Westlaw, two different law publishers. They both publish law cases. They both have online repositories of a plethora of law cases, you can download them in PDF format. And you can pull the actual case. I went to there many times with my own flash drive and downloaded hundreds of PDFs. Over 100, let me just be honest. Over 100 PDFs. And I read the cases. I read the cases. It's not just me. Oh, yeah. I found this thing on the internet and it says this. No, I went to the I went down to the, the courthouse. I walked in, went through the security, the sheriff everywhere, and then there's security in there. And you know, I gotta put the things in the thing, and I went all the way up to the top floor and I walked in and this is I pulled the case. In Elliott versus Freeman, the court said a peer trust is not subject to legislative control. And holds that the trust relationship comes on under the realm of equity based upon the common law and is not subject to legislative restrictions as our corporations and other organizations. By legislative authority. Nah, you can't, the trust can't, the trust can't, uh, the trust can't pay for those. Those are personal expenses and, and and you you can't the trust can't gnaw um what yeah because you know you can't pay personal expenses because you know you got to claim those on your individual taxes the trust can't pay for that for you um in edward versus the com- commissioner the court said that the dignity of the contract cannot be set aside i can't what where are you reading that? You reading that in some sort of state statute? Is that where you're saying I can't do that? This is not a statutory trust, sir. 
Now, remember when I said grantor trust and I was like, I'll get back to designations of trust. The, IR, the Internal Revenue Service recognizes three different types of trust. I'm going to pull it up. Let me pull it up here. Because I'm going to go to their website. I'm going to go to the IRS website. And I'm going to read what they say. Um, God, the different types of trust. Nope, that's not IRS. Uh, definition of a trust. Okay, maybe I can find it. So the the while I'm looking for this, um, the, those different types are simple, grantor, and complex. This is, you can find this. You know, the IRS, they got a trust primer, man. <laughs> you know, the IRS has a trust primer. It says 2001, so, you know, whatever. But I, I didn't see this. You know, I, we, I did the trust primer. And then the IRS, I found out they had one. I was like, wow, that's not a, that's not a bad idea. That's why I did it. Where we had pur- purpose of the trust, simple trust. Here we go. Tax law concepts. This is in section three. Um, yeah. Tax law concepts. A simple trust. A simple trust must distribute all its income currently. Generally, it cannot accumulate income. It cannot distribute out of its corpus. It, can, it cannot pay money for charitable purposes. If the trust distributes corpus during a year, as in the year it terminates, the trust becomes a complex trust for that year. Because a simple trust cannot distribute its corpus, so on the term during the year of a termination of a trust, then it's a complex trust because the corpus is distributed. I'm just I'm just telling y'all that. I'm gonna continue reading. Whether a trust is simple or complex, it determines the amount of the personal exemption that applies in calculating the tax owed. We got complex trust. Nah, let me read grantor because complex, they, they funny with that. Grantor trust. A grantor trust is a trust over which the grantor has retained certain interest or control. This would be, also be known as a revocable trust or what is known as a living trust. The grantor trust rules in Internal Revenue Code 671 through 678 are anti-abuse rules. They prevent the grantor from taking tax advantages from assets that have not left his or her control. Okay, now, complex trust. <laughs> a complex trust is any trust does not that does not meet the requirements for a simple trust. <laughs> what? Complex trust may accumulate income, distribute amounts other than current income, and make deductible payments for charitable purposes under Section 642C of the Code. So, grantor trust, simple trust versus complex trust. So, and this is this is just what I know, and people are gonna be like blah blah. But a lot of people don't know this stuff. A lot of people won't tell you this stuff because they don't know it to tell you. You gotta have it in your hands before you throw it in the air. So we're dealing when you're dealing with a private trust, if you're dealing with someone who knows what they're doing, it's complex, hands down. It's a complex trust. That's it. 
if you look at the 1041 form, like the first thing, one of the first things they ask, it says, check all that apply. And it says simple, grantor, complex, uh, remainder, I don't know, all the other options on there. But it's a bunch of boxes. And it's asking you what type of trust it is. And I told you there's over 80 different types of trust, spendthrift trust, generation skipping trust. There is. The IRS only recognizes three different types of trust. And that's that's the distinction. So when you're dealing with a trust that doesn't come under the laws of the states, well, then the only thing you really have to do and worry about is, you know, the federal reporting of the notes used. Because I think, the you know, the use of Federal Reserve notes, it, it requires the filing of a return. It doesn't require paying taxes necessarily, but it requires the filing of a return. So what is a private trust? Well, what does the Supreme Court say? A trust organization consisting of a U.S. constitutional right of contract? That's in Crocker versus McCloy. It's it's they it's their words. This is the Supreme Court's words, not mine. What is a private trust? Trust organization consisting of a US constitutional right to contract. What is a public trust? A trust organization consisting the legislative legislative permission and authority that's the difference what's the difference between public and private is it governed by a state legislature or is it governed by the United States constitutional right of contract you have the right to you have the right to contract unlimited People say, oh, oh, they tricked us. Nah, man, you contracted. Oh, no, I didn't sign nothing. There's a such thing as a constructive contract. Look it up in a law dictionary. Look it up in a legal encyclopedia. There's a such thing as a constructive trust. What is that? Oh, it's a trust or a contract that exists based off of how you behave, your behavior. You behaved like you agreed and you contracted, so you did. I didn't know. You didn't go to the law library. You didn't study. You got out of school and just went and kicked it. You wasn't like, oh, I'm out of school now. Now, after I've learned everything they want me to learn, now I'm going to go learn everything that I want to learn. You went and kicked it. You went and got a 40. And that's the thing with these, you know, Certain groups of people, you know, in this community, you know what I'm saying? Such as the, you know, those sovereign citizen groups. The de facto government, you're tripping. You don't understand law. You don't understand jurisdiction. You don't understand trust. You don't understand, man, you don't understand. You're ignorant. It is what it is. What's the difference between a private trust and a public trust? 
The public trust owes its existence to legislation and is governed by state legislation because it owes its existence to state legislation. Why? Because you paid a state attorney to draw that joker up. And the state schools taught that state attorney to create trusts in the state way. That's why. And you are, oh, oh, you can't do that. You got to do this and you got to do this. And that's what they'll tell you. Why? Because that's what they know. You want to get mad? Oh, man, you trying to you trying to play me, attorney. You trying to play me, lawyer. How dare thee play me, attorney? You don't know what you're talking about. You were slaves in the beast. And I'm woken, man. Look. That's all they know. Why are you mad at them? Tell them what you know and watch their face. Just say, hey, hey, start asking, hey, did you know about this? Did you know about this? Hey, you ever read this Supreme Court case? Huh? You ever do this? Why they mad at you? Because you didn't teach them softly. That's why they mad at you. You want to develop a good relationship with someone in the public? You want to try to contract with a tax attorney on behalf of your private estate? You're trying to contract with a CPA on behalf of your private trust and have them work with you? You're going to have to nicely teach them. Not stun on them. Nigga, you don't know what you're doing. Fool, you was, you was raised by the public. You ignorant fool, I'm out here. No, it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. You got to ask them questions. Hey, you ever, you ever read this? And then send it to them. Send them a, send, send them a Supreme Court case. <laughs> like the full joint. <laughs> Just send it to them. Hey, you ever read this? Because in page three, you know, in the second paragraph, you know, what do you think about that? And send them the Hague Convention. You ever read the Hague Convention on trusts? <laughs> Isn't the United States party to the Hague Convention on trusts? I'm pretty sure. And it's insular possessions. You know, I looked up the definition of insular possession yesterday. <laughs> yo, they'll be like, yo, what's up with this guy? But don't be mean about it. Don't be weird. Don't be egotistical. Don't be beating your chest and trying to stunt on these fools. Yeah, yeah, you got student loans of the wazoo, fool. And I just studied for two years. For the free, you know they let you in the law library for free, not for the fee. And you over here with how much? How much student loans you got? You ain't gonna make friends doing that. You're not. And if you teach these people, you're gonna nine times out of ten you're gonna create an ally in the public. Because I don't know what you're doing. You know you can go private all day, but I don't know too many people who are private who do not accept Federal Reserve notes for business. In some sort of entity, whether it's an LLC or some sort of trust or something like that. And, uh, you know, the funniest thing is, you know, and these, these are the people, they knew. They knew. They don't know, man. You know, they, they knew. They knew the information. And they'd be like, oh, if you private, why do you, why do you accept Federal Reserve notes? Huh? Why do you want FRNs if you private? Because I can give them to other people and they will give me things. Oh, well, will you accept this instrument? How about I give you a bond? That's the funniest part. Like, a lot of times I don't respond to them cats. Because you don't know. You're going to have to study some more, man. And then and then when you study some more, you understand why I didn't respond to you, man. Because them bonds go to companies, man. You know, companies. We got to, you know, privately agree for me to accept them 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 bonds or something. And then what what is the value back in these bonds? Oh yeah. And if you start talking about the birth certificate, we're done because that's that's not private, baby. 
It's not. Oh yeah, I got this bond, and it's a three-party, you know, instrument. The rule two twenty on it, man. I put the rule two twenty on it, so right, and I signed it sideways. What I'm gonna do with it? You private? You you know you private? You say you private? People say, oh, why don't you accept bonds? And I. And then I, uh, there was a couple of people that I asked. This was early on when I first started doing shows, man. I'm just gonna, you know, I was young. I was young, behind the ears, green or wet or whatever you call them, behind your ears. Was is your wet behind the ears? And then you green, which means you knew. And then you wet behind. The, okay, yeah. But I, you know, I got into the conversation. Okay, you want to give me a bond? What am I gonna do with this bond? What am I giving you a bond? Okay, so where where does it draw its value from? Oh yeah, you know, it draws its value from my labor. You know. Oh okay, so it draws its value from your labor. Okay, so where where are you drawing the where are you drawing the funds off uh, for this bond? Oh yeah, you know it's from my birth certificate. So I'm, you telling me, you private? So why don't you accept bonds? I start asking about the bonds. You trying to give me a bond that's drawn off of your public birth certificate? <laughs> then they get mad at me. Oh, you trying to you trying to flip it on me? You trying to you trying to make me feel dumb or something? It's like, look, I can't do nothing. I don't make you do nothing. I don't make you do anything. If I can make anybody do anything. It would be sell all your stuff. Sell everything you can and get in private trustee training as fast as you can. Everything that you don't need, everything that you don't use at least once a day, get rid of it. Sell it to anyone who will buy it as fast as you can. Get into trustee training. Get you some gold and silver. Get you some life insurance. Start doing the private family banking and holler at me in three years after you see what's up. If I can make anybody do that's what I would make you do. I make you do that. I'm like, man, okay, here's here's what you wanna do. I mean you wanna start an LLC too and you wanna structure it right. But I know I can't I can't make anyone to do anything. I what I can do is, you know, continue to educate. And that's why, you know, I did this show it was for educational and informational purposes, you know. Uh private trust versus public trust. The main difference between a private trust and a public trust, a private trust exists and it's executed on the U.S. constitutional right of contract. And a public trust owes its existence and it's executed according to state law, state statute. That's the difference. And I can say it like that. Oh, it's very simple. You know, conceptually, maybe it may take some time to grasp the entire, you know, the full scope of the concept, public and private. Um, what's an example? A, a, a lease. Like if you if you if you rent if you're a renter, and you sign a lease with a landlord, that's private contract. Now, because the property is titled in the state or city municipality, minimum contact, because you are a a resident of the state, minimum contact, that private contract can be brought into the public and adjudicated according to the contract and according to state law because the property is located and registered with the county in that state and because the resident 
of the state is a renter and is party to the contract. But the contract itself, you sign a you sign a lease for your your apartment. That's private. It's a private contract. And no state can impair it. Now, now it may come under state law, but the state can't come in and say, "Oh, yeah, oh, check this out. Yeah, you gotta have to get, you got to move out before before your lease is up." State can't do that. And I know it's like, okay, you got a private contract, but there's all these minimum public con- contacts, and that's true. And one of the things you want to do is get used to being able to see when a situation is public or when it's private and the different minimum contacts, the different connections it has. Because, you know, perfect example, you could be a plumber. You could have a plumber's license, minimum contact. Oh, I'm doing it through the trust. Well, if you have a plumber's license, that typically is through the state. So now the state is party to the activity that generates income. Minimum contact. I need license, any type of public title. Plumber. That's a that's a commercial term. That's a public title. It's a commercial title. Plumber. Uh, what's another one? Banker, uh, realtor, uh, a lot of errs. Um, these are public titles. Waiter. These are these are all public commercial titles. Administrator. So any any you dealing with anyone that has a public commercial title, there it is. Especially if it's you got a license or a permit. If what you do to generate income requires some sort of license or permit, if it's a regulated industry, you're going to be hard pressed to, you know, um, sidestep state regulation on that one. State encumbrances. That's why I'm always like, you know, you want to. A lot of times you want to set up a business. You know, if you're a realtor, you got a public title, do it through an LLC. Pass the profits to the private entity. You know, just just pass the private profits to the private. And the, you know, the LLC, the business is regulated, you know, and you got that, you know, you're doing that regulated activity through a regulated business and you know, it's got it's got um liability insurance and error insurance, omissions insurance and you know, those are all expenses to the business. You can administer your private estate however you want. And a lot of people coming here and like, yo, I don't want to pay any taxes. Okay, I feel you. Well, you can you can administer however you want. But are you actually going to administer that way? Are you going to file returns that have no no taxable income on them? Are you going to feel comfortable doing that? No one can tell you, oh, you ain't private if you paying taxes. What? You only private if you ain't paying taxes. What? Private is different for everybody. You may you may administer your state however you see fit. 
Ted who Donald Trump paid $750 in taxes. Maybe, you know, I guess he felt good with that. But when you're in a position of control, it's up to you. Maybe you don't feel comfortable reducing your your private uh, estate's taxation to zero. Maybe you don't feel comfortable with that. Maybe that doesn't sit right with you. Maybe you got to pray or you got to contemplate or you got to, you know, um, meditate or whatever it is. And, you know, it's just like, you know what, I'm going to administer my private estate this way. That's, that's up to you. That's up to you. You have that option when you're dealing with a private trust. Now, I'm not going to say the private trust has no minimum contacts. It does. Most of the time, especially with business trusts, you know, you got a bank account. That's a minimum contact with the public. It's a state bank. That's the way it is. But that doesn't mean the bank or the state can say how the, the trust is administered. It just says, okay, this this transactions and this con you know, this contract and the business between the bank and the trust, you know, are under this. So just understanding, you know, nuances, understanding where stuff begins and other other stuff ends. It comes with time and it comes with repetition. You're not stupid. You didn't jump on a bike and just take off. So, you know, it is what it is. But we got about a minute left in the broadcast. I'll, I'll stream a little bit. I'll go over. So, 563-999-3625. 563-999-3625. Otherwise, you will be disconnection. You will be disconnection. In about 30 seconds. Now, I've done... Uh, you know, a conversation. This is what was this? Uh, monologue. This is monologue. I've been doing monologues, man. Uh, but we'll just, we'll just say presentations. I've done presentations on public versus private before, and I feel like every time I do it, I do it differently. Um, but you know, the bottom line is, is you're gonna come across people. You're gonna come across people in the public, and they're gonna say that don't exist. Ain't no such thing as a. You can't do that. Trust can't do that. You have to do this. You have to do that. Some people be like, oh, man, this is a family account. We've been working with this accountant for, you know, for, two, for a couple generations now. I don't want to rock the boat. I'm just going to do it the way he said. Fine. I'm not going to yell at you, swear at you, judge you, curse you, nothing. It's not my job to tell you what you should do. It's my job to assist you to do what you want to do. Give you all the options that I can possibly think of so you have data and information in front of you so you can make the most informed decision that you can with my assistance about how you want to do what you want to do. It's not my job to tell you what you do. I think you should do this. I think people who talk like that are very, very, very self-centered. And I think people who behave in a self-centered manner, um, that behavior does not appeal to me. So therefore, I do not want to participate in that behavior because I do not find it appealing. But you you you're gonna find people, you're gonna deal with people. And you know, 
I've dealt with a lot of people who, you know, they they get the information and they go and do what they want to do, and there's nothing wrong with that. Do what you what makes you feel comfortable. Administer your state or how you want to administer. The biggest thing I tell people is do not overlook educating your successors. It means nothing to set all this up and restructure all this and set up your private state. And you got all these trusts, asset trusts, family trusts, business trusts. You got this, and you don't teach anyone how to come behind you and do what you did. Do it better. A lot of people miss that. Because most people when they're dealing with trust are thinking individual. Because we're coming from an individual you know, individual taxes, and this is mine, and this is my, my car, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, nah, this stuff belongs to the family. It belongs to the estate now. It's no longer mine. And it, it's difficult transitioning that mind state of individuality, materialistic type stuff to, you know, a unified, you know, uh, part of a whole type of uh, mentality. So some people, some people do what they do. And, you know, it's not my, my, not my position or place to judge. It's my position in place to give you everything that I possibly can. So you can make the decision that you want to make. But ultimately, on this path, on this path, this private path, you're going to run into people. Some, A lot of people, you, you know, it's going to be people you respect. A lot of people respect attorneys. A lot of people respect CPAs and these people with titles and, 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 and numbers and letters behind their name. A lot of people respect those people. You may be one of those people that respect those people, doctors and stuff. They come in with a little white coat and start telling you something, stab you with something in your arm. And you be okay, cool. You know, some, a lot of people just, you know, take what certain people in certain positions say and don't question it. And that's really what you're taught and what we're all taught through the school system is not to question authority. You better not. Ooh, I'll call home. I'll call home and tell your parents. But in the private, that's that don't work in the private. You know, you know, tell me what to do. Fear based, none of that stuff. That, that, that doesn't work. You got to go back to the public with that. In the private, it's, it's all about being accountable, being responsible. Um, handling your business, no, no such thing as I should have, I could have, that stuff don't work. I didn't know. I didn't realize. Oh, I thought. All that stuff is unacceptable in the private. Maybe once or twice, but as you're learning. But you ain't going to hear me say, oh, man, I thought that, you know, you could do that with the trust. Like, man, no, that, that, look, man, ain't nobody want to hear that stuff. Talking about what you thought. This stuff is real. So we go to the real sources, sources. We go to the Supreme Court. You know, that's that's where you, that's the jurisdiction that you're in when you appeal a decision by the legislative court, the state court. That's the jurisdiction you're in, right? And if you know that that's a jurisdiction that rec- recognizes constitutional issues, and if you know that a contract is a constitutional issue if it's breached or impaired, then you know off top that that's where you need to go. And you know that most state attorneys have never been in, in the Supreme Court, have never have never, um, most attorneys have not, um, uh, uh, what is it, what is it, what's the word, practice in an in, in Article Three jurisdiction. Most of them, all, most all of them, have never been in the Supreme Court uh, jurisdiction, in the Supreme Court 
uh, case. Ask him that. Oh, oh, you can't do that with the trust. You got to do this. Hey, man, you ever, uh, you ever tried a case in the Supreme Court? You ever, you ever, what? What do you mean? Huh? What? Why do you ask me that question? Watch, man. If you, when you know the questions to ask these people, this facade starts to crumble. Bottom line, when you understand the difference between the private trust and the public trust, when you start bringing in Supreme Court cases and the Hague Convention and all types, look, man, they either going to get down or they're going to get mad at you and lay down. Like, you have to find someone else because it is what it is. Some people be like, oh, my attorney don't like it, so I'm just not going to mess with it. And I'm like, hey, cool. Is there anything that you don't understand? Is there anything that you, you know, you're a little confused on as far as the training goes or whatever? And as long as you say no, there's nothing that I can think of. I just, you know, I just rather, you know, do it this way. I'm, I, hey, I respect you 100%. 100%. No, no love lost, no respect lost, no nothing. Free will. It's something I respect every day, all day, every day, all day, whether I agree or not, you have the right to choose what you want to, as long as it don't hurt me or mine. And your, your estate don't make my money shake. So I respect it. And people are coming in. You know, they're making donations for training. They're making donations to get educated. And they're going and do what they want to do with the education. I respect that. Anyone else who talks to you crazy, you might want to under, maybe maybe think about why they're talking like that. And what, what interest do they have in what you do with yours? Huh. Because when you get the information now, it's yours. It's not mine. It never was mine. So, you know, I trust that. I was able to draw some distinctions between a private trust and a public trust as well as give you a little clarity window and understanding of how you're going to be dealing with people in the public, what some of the things that you're going to hear from attorneys and CPAs and some ways to deal with that type of pushback when you bring something to these people in the public who were trained and educated in the public a private entity that they've never seen they've never understood and that's that you know public trust versus private trust it's, it's, it's something you're going to be dealing with and you know I just want to put it out there you know a lot of times this is the stuff that's tossed privately and you got to pay money for this stuff and you know I continue to do what I can to pancake toes you know that's the motto of mine I'm pancaking toes you know I ain't just stepping on toes I'm, you know you don't go home flapping you walking home flapping with me out here, straight up. You know, go. You might be you wear some nice. You wearing your nice shoes, right? I mean, your nice. You may bring some the 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 boots. You might just got them shine. Come over here with that. I'm a pancake your toes. You gonna go home? It's gonna sound like you walking in flip flops on your way home. I'm pancaking. And this right here, this distinction, how I break it down. I I never really heard any. And it's not oh, it's some ego stuff. I just never really heard anyone break it down like this. That's why I did it. Honestly, not to to brag or anything. Ooh, you, you like how I spit it? Man, this ain't me. This ain't me. Anybody egotistical? Yeah, I'm dope. No, I am not dope. I am just like you. I'm just, you know, I'm in communion with the creator, the ancestor, something. I don't, I don't question it ever since I was younger. You know, it's just these feelings I get. I, there's certain things that I know, and I just don't question it. And it always... It always turns out right. It always turns out right. 
And, uh, you know, hey, I know, hey, and maybe, you know, I pass on and be like, oh, God, it was me. But I doubt it. I straight up doubt it. It's the creator of the ancestors, baby. So, yeah, I appreciate y'all. You know, uh, let me see. Let me see where we going. Let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. Got call. Oh, we got some callers. Look at y'all. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was messing around. Okay, I'm going to go to the phone lines. Let me take a couple callers and I'm out. I'm, uh, I'm hungry. Need some food. What we got here? Oh, by the way, yo, that um, the IRS has a trust primer, man. Just let me see, let me see if it works. I'm gonna go over here. Let me see. I'm gonna go to Google. All right. I'm gonna type in IRS. No, not E. IRS trust primer. P R I M E R. IRS trust primer. Boom! It's the first. It's the first thing that comes up in Google, and that's why I found the differences between complex, simple, and grantor trust. Um, of course, I knew this stuff before, but you know, when I when I speak and I talk about this stuff, y'all know I like to go to the source. I like to go to spots where, like the Internal Revenue Service or the FBI or something. You know, I don't, I don't like these obscure little PDFs that someone wrote with some weird moniker or pseudonym, like you know. I'm not into all that, man. I'm saying holler at me. Don't holler at them. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I don't know, I'm old school, whatever, south side, whatever, whatever you want to call it. That's just me. So, yeah, it's the IRS uh, trust primer. Just throw it in Google. It's on the IRS website, irs.gov. And then in section three, it talks about tax law concepts, and it goes over the three different types of trust that the IRS recognizes. And, uh, you know, when you're dealing with private, you're dealing with complex, you know, and you can go to you know, irs.gov and pull up a 1041 form and you'll see this box where you can check complex and trust and simple trust and grantor trust and spend, you know, you'll see the boxes, man. And then, how, you know, how at me, you know, email me, call into a show or something. Be like, yo, so I checked it out. And, you know, it was true what you said. I know it was true what I said. So I appreciate you, you know, you know, confirming that because, you know, I'm not out here trying to just tell y'all what I think and ooh, I read this and this is what I think. You got enough. You can deal with with thinks and thoughts and hopes and dreams in the public, man. I mean, look at the stock market. They even admit it, you know, on hopes and stimulus and stuff. I'm not with that. We gonna kick it straight, thorough, all the way down in the burrow. <laughs> when it comes to the information, I'm not playing. So, yeah, if y'all want that primer, just go to Google, type in IRS Trust Primer, and there it is. Read that, John. Read that, John. I'm never afraid. Never afraid to read that, John. But, yeah, let's go to the phone lines. Let me do the phone lines. Area code 313. Let me start with you. 313-6479. 313-6479. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, You on mute? Am I on mute? Can y'all hear me? 313-6479, mute your phone, unmute your phone. Okay. All right, well, hey, okay. Uh, 267-0081. 267-0081. Peace, what's your name? Where you calling from? 
Cheese good brother. I don't know why this dude was in the queue. We ain't had nothing. That joint is through me straight in the queue. I'm trying to figure out like what was going on. So all I can uh, say is what you were reading from is very true. I read that document. I advise everyone to read that document. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It is it's definitely throw and fly. And uh, I'm going to read myself and sit back and continue to listen. Oh, uh, yeah, no problem, man. Good looking. Yeah, I don't know why I threw it in the queue. Probably, uh, probably the same thing as 313. 313, they threw you in the queue too? Huh? Hello? Three. 64, seven. They threw you in the queue? It's cool, man. It's cool. I'm gonna leave you alone. Seven one eight eighty ninety two. This is familiar number. Eighty ninety two. Peace. Which name are you calling from? Eighty ninety two. I thought this was my Brownsville homie. What's going on with y'all phones? Hello. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, I'm in a good mood, y'all. I'm in a good mood, y'all. 718, man. That's the homie, too. 8092. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm going to quit messing with these phone lines. Right, I'm done with y- I'm done with y'all. <laughs> I'm done with y'all. I'm out of here anyways, man. Uh, Boom. There it is. That's the, that's the show. I blame Blog Talk. I'm just going to give y'all a pass. You know, I'm just going to blame Blog Talk. But... I'm going to blame Blog Talk. I'm going to be back on Blog Talk next week. Kind of like how my dad used to do with his girl and stuff back in the day. Just just be mad at her. Just break up with her. And then next week, I miss you. Like, man, you need to get it together. If you ever, like, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit, but y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, the stuff your parents did that you was just like, nah, fam, I ain't never. I ain't never. Not a nair, never. And then, you know, Maybe you got siblings and stuff, and you see that they did exactly what your parents did. He's like, man, I don't like you, really, because you just like dad, or you just like mom. But, like, how how your parents can shape what you do and what they do, how it, that can shape what you don't do, it's weird. It's weird. It's really weird. But I'm out of here, y'all. <laughs> I love y'all. I'm out of here, though. Um, I appreciate y'all. I trust y'all had a great week. You know what I mean? I trust y'all, you know, gained some knowledge. Some some wisdom, some some understanding from you know the show, and you know I'm just hey, hey, you know we in the last month of this year, man. We got you know if you sign up for the email list, you better jump on that on that jump on it, jump on it. I don't, I mean, how many more years you gonna wait? How long you gonna wait before you set up your private estate? I didn't try to rhyme that on purpose. It just happened that way. <laughs> Let me. Y'all think I'm playing, but I'm not playing. It it's it it hurts me when I think about what people are gonna be in, what type of situations people are gonna be in that they don't have to be. Um. I just don't want none of y'all to be like, man, I should have, oh, oh, I should have, I could have, I didn't know, I didn't mean to, like, you know, admin at welcome to the foundation.com, consultation, holler at me for an hour, man, let's chop it up, let's figure out what we're going to do, figure out what you're going to do, figure out what you should do, uh, how you how to do what you want to do, you know, you want to start that business, you want to set up your business credit, you want to, you know, start talking about other things, let's, let's do it, let's do it, start somewhere. Um, admin at welcome to the foundation.com with regards to you know trustee training 
you know, get the foundation. We, you know, we educate uh, people privately on, you know, the administration of private estates. We don't sell trusts. It's trustee training and, you know, of course, educational materials go along with the training if you understand what I'm saying. But no, we don't sell trusts. Never, never. We will never sell a trust. Ever. But educational materials come with the training. And it's needed. It's absolutely needed, man. This stuff is getting crazy out here. It's getting crazy. But I'm going to keep talking about it. Hopefully, y'all keep listening to me talk about it. And we're going to, you know, we're going to get it right. But I believe in y'all. I know y'all can do this. You got this. There's a lot of scary stuff going out there. And then beyond that, you know, we get older. Look, hey, let me, let me share something with you. You know, there was a time. Look, let me, let's get personal. You want to get personal? Let's get personal a little bit. When I was coming up, it was tore up, right? When I was young, when I had no control over the stuff, and I was just at the mercy of my father and my mother, right? And, you know, whoever they put me at the mercy of. When I was coming up, it was tore up, right? One of the main things that I hated was how much I had to move. And as I got older, I realized that, you know, my parents kept getting evicted. And another thing I hated was having the lights off, the gas off. I remember having the lights off. We had no lights and it was cold. And it, we had like the stove on with the with the, the stove oven door open and it was getting dry and stuff. So then my dad would put pots of water on the stove and boil the water. So the air wouldn't be super dry and stuff. And it was whack, man. You know, it was embarrassing. It was it was whack. So one thing about me is I hate moving. I really hate moving. Hate it. Right? So I've never been evicted. You look at that's any one of my hey, children. You ever moved because you've been evicted? They be evicted what? They probably don't even know what it means. Okay? But another thing is I've never had any of my power or lights or gas or any of that stuff turned off ever but I will tell you this because of what I was seeing with regards to my parents they're getting evicted they can't pay the rent they're getting stuff to turn off I had a very serious fear you know when I right before I got my own place you know when I was younger and stuff like I'm and I had a very serious fear that I it, I had for a long time that I wasn't going to be able to pay my rent I was going to get evicted I wasn't going to be able to pay my bills. How am I going to pay this rent every single month? I had a serious fear. I also had a serious fear when I bought my first property. Like, man, it's going to get a mortgage. Like, okay, rent is one thing. Okay, that's a year. But a mortgage, that's 30 years. You take your credit. I'm going to lose my house. You, you get scary. You get it's scary. You know what I'm, what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say I'm, I'm very familiar with situations where you, you there's a lot of fear that you got to deal with lots of fear in situations that you may be coming into that no one has ever showed you how to do it not your mom your dad your uncle auntie nobody maybe you've seen some stuff on tv but how far removed from, from you is a, a damn tv show or a movie or something and that's the thing as you grow emotionally spiritually Mentally, 
economically You are going to enter different situations And be able to enter situations Have the potential To take advantage of opportunities And you must Check your fear Because if you allow Your fear To take hold you are going to miss things That you can handle What I tell so many people is, yo, you living and breathing right now? And you'll be like, yeah, so I'm living. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it could be better. Like, man, are you breathing and living? You alive, man. Yeah. Did you eat today? Well, y- yeah. You got a place to live? Yeah. You got clothes in your back? Yeah. You starving? No. Have you handled everything that's come at you in your life up until this point? Yeah. But have some things ever come at you You wish you handled it differently Yeah But you handled it nonetheless right Yeah So what's different about this Well I never seen nobody And I you know I don't know if I can do it I mean that's fair but what's different You handled everything else Yeah And some people Some of us have to think way back to like high school Maybe when we did that race Or when we played in that game Or when we did that That uh that project or when we did that presentation in front of everybody and we had to stand up and we was nervous as hell and didn't want to trip and fall. Everybody's going to laugh at us and stuff like, man, like you're the only one to feel like that. The difference between people who are successful and, and are happy because they have what they want and they're just like, Hey, life is great. And people who are not successful is the people, most of the people who are successful, they stepped into that fear and passed it They got to a poise, point Into their life where they were no longer comfortable They were uncomfortable And they stepped into that Uncomfortableness And didn't run back into their comfort zone And go back to what they know And what they're familiar with and stuff No, growth requires you to be fearful Growth requires You to be uncomfortable You trying to build muscle Anybody who knows who lifted weights You go lift some weights, you gonna go home what does growth require? Pain, bruh. Pain. You in pain. You sore. Ah, don't touch me. Ah, don't touch me. Ah, ah, don't touch me. Ah. Pain. It requires sacrifice. It requires you to step into that fear. It requires you to move into a place that's unknown that you've never done before. But what you got to understand, what have you faced that you haven't handled? That you haven't made it through? You living and breathing right now. Yeah. What was the worst situation? Well, that one time, yeah, 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 but it doesn't click for most people Yeah, well, that was bad, but this is different How is it different? You're nervous just the same, scared just the same Uncertain just the same Confused just the same And you don't feel prepared just the same What's the difference? And that's what I'm telling you What's the difference? You have to do what others won't So you can live how others can't just how it goes We've been doing the same thing up until this day And this is what has gotten us We have to do different things to achieve And receive different things And that starts with setting up your private estate I mean how Can you call yourself a private man or a private woman If you ain't got your private estate set up You got you ain't got your private You ain't even got your private house in order Your private structures in order It's the foundation that you need That's why this show This 
whole thing is called the foundation. Because what is the foundation? Your private structures. And how that foundation interfaces with the public. And it's all about how your foundation is set up, whether your interaction with the public is going to benefit your family more or if it's going to benefit the public more. And that's what it boils down to. You get, you were taught by your family, your mother, your father, conceived by your family, your mother, your father, under the creator. That's where you got your life, your energy, your sustenance. That's where you're taught to speak, taught to walk, taught to talk. Concerned for, nurtured, and taken care of by your family. Not by the public. Nobody run out, run. The milkman didn't come in and just start burping you and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, oh, here's milk. And then, oh, give me, give me, Junior. Oh, yeah, here, here, here. It's my turn today. And that's, I, it's plain, it's black and white like that for me. You know what I mean? My my allegiance is pledged to my family. My creator made my family. And then to my people. And in that order. But it, it all depends on uh, how are you structured. Are you benefiting with your life, your energy, your time that you'll never get back on this plane of existence? Are you benefiting the public more in the exchange and conversion of your life and your energy and your time on this earth that you will never get back? Or are you benefiting the private, your private estate more, your family? Ask yourself that question. And then ask yourself, are you scared? And ask yourself, ask yourself, so what does that mean? Does that mean I'm not going to do it? I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I do this for y'all. You know, um, I love Atlanta. I, I see people who look like me in really expensive cars, expensive homes, expensive suits. You know, I love Atlanta. I love, you know, I love certain places when I see my people just doing it because that's what I love to see. But those places are pretty, you know, few and far in between around the world. When you're talking about the world. And this is my investment in my people. I've, I've, I've established my private estate. I've set my family in order. I've set up my family affairs and my family bank and family, you know, investments and stuff like that. And I'm hollering at y'all, my family and my people. And, uh, you know. People be like, oh, y'all get up and y'all to reach back. Yo, the foundation is me reaching back. 100%. 100%. So with that being said, y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you are thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night. And I encourage you to email me admin at welcometothefoundation.com. You know, get your hands on some trusty training. Go to welcometothefoundation.com if you want to get any of you know, the Passport No Social Part 1, Part 2, Foundation Trust Primer. We've also got the Foundation Trust Series Part 1 through 3, Part 1, Part 2, and 3. All in the education tab. Welcome to the foundation.com. Also sign up for the email list so you don't miss out on those private offerings exclusively for email subscribers. And with that being said, y'all enjoy yourself. Y'all take care of yourself. And I'll catch you next week here on the same spot, the hottest radio network on the planet, High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, So L with the Foundation. And you enjoy yourself, take care of yourself, and peace to the gods.
doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.